Welcome to episode 39 of the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we are playing Chaosium's 7th edition Call of Cthulhu horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as Dan Williams. What is it with weird chicks and haunted houses? I haven't quite figured that out yet. Gabe is Roy Arroyo. I've finally come to it. The inside of me is rotting out. And Brian is Jack Whiteside. Am I holding this picture the right way, or should I turn it upside? I don't know what I'm looking at. If you at. squint at it for long enough, you'll you'll see you'll see what it's supposed to be. If I squirt at it, yeah, yeah. squint. You know the guy from uh, Jaws. Oh yeah. All right. What does uh, everybody smell like tonight? You don't want to know. One hundred percent pure sex appeal. I smell like one hundred percent pure shark testosterone. Why the hell would you want to smell like shark testosterone? Just, just. Have you smelt it, you motherfucker? Then you've dealt it. <laughs> We're sailing through a sea of sexy, and I'll be your captain tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucky for you, I smell like Dove dark chocolate. Oh. Hmm. Hashtag sponsor us. Hashtag no sponsor. The sexiest of Dove candies. Dove, for when you like tentacles up your anus. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to some letters from beyond. On Twitter, we would like to welcome some new followers. At Interodang, a.k.a. Gyrados Skullfucker. Oh, good. High quality people we get here. At Beard Twitch, a.k.a. Darren Orr. At Horror Paperback, a.k.a. Paperback Horror. I'm not sure why he switched the two. It's called art. Also welcome to at Cats X Infinity, a.k.a. Cats, Cats, Cats. <laughs> and lastly, welcome to at Christopher Soros, a.k.a. Chris. Welcome to the podcast and thanks for listening. Thank you. And or following, I guess maybe you're just following us on Twitter, so maybe you don't even know what this is. I'd like to extend a <laughs> shout out to all these sexy local singles in my area that keep following me on Twitter. Anytime, Matt. Anytime. All the porn butts. <laughs> oh. And on Podbean, we did get a, a comment from at Weird Carrot, and weird is spelled wrong. It's W-I-E-R-D. That's why it's weird. It's art. And they say, just started listening and I'm really enjoying it so far. So thank you. Nice, thanks. That's an actual listener, guys. Thanks. Yes. And finally, on Facebook, Andreas Anderson Rydfjall. He's got the little umlauts and everything. Cool. He says, hi, guys. Just wanted to give a shout out from Sweden. Love your podcast, the commercials in particular. Keep up the good work, smiley face. Wow. It's great, because we here on the Lovecraft Tapes love the country of Sweden. We particularly love Swedish porn, so keep up the good work. But like 70s Swedish porn. I like their fish. It's really great candy. What about the meatballs? The Swedish have great meatballs. I haven't seen porn with meatballs yet. Oh, you need to. <laughs> oh, do you trust me? And mental note. You want, you want to get nothing but meatballs, one, two, and three. I still think three is the best of the trilogy. One and two are kind of light on plot, but don't worry, you don't have to see the first two to understand what's going on. Uh, he's a liar. He's just trying to confuse you. It builds upon itself. But every one of them is a mouthful. Let's continue along with Chapter 5, Hell House. Previously on the Lovecraft tapes. Somehow, Dan Williams manages to talk his way out of being caught exiting Pastor Ted Weaver's office at the Leland Free Evangelical Church. Roy Arroyo is no help, evidently immobilized with horror at his companion's audacity. Regardless, the two leave the church with the evidence they sought. Meanwhile, Jack Whiteside swings by the Angerstein house to find it locked up tight while church is in session. Yet, there is a watcher in the woods. Playing coy, Jack eventually departs to bring coffees back to the other investigators. Roy is unable to decipher the files they photographed, so they send them off to a friend at the Bureau, who will be able to provide more information on Monday at noon. (laughs) 
After trading ideas, they hatch a plan to split up. Jack and Dan, little ditty. Jack and Dan. Jack and Dan return to the Angerstein house where they divide and conquer. Dan meets a young volunteer dressed as a little devil and seems to know something about his haunted past. Jack sneaks towards the Watcher in the woods, creeping right up on the poor young man who is so scared he drops his phone, which displays some interesting photos of a figure at the attic window. Pixelated Bukake. I knew it. <laughs> Roy abandons his plan to find a football partner and instead ubers it to the empty Landrum trailer where he discovers Kelly's diary of her dark thoughts that began when she was cleaning the attic of the Hell House. He makes his way back to town, finding Mitch Landrum passed out at the bar. As he roughs up the drunk, the barkeep gives Chief Weaver a call. It is now late afternoon, Sunday, October 22nd, only two days until Hell House opens to the public. Dan... You're standing in the foyer of the Angerstein house, dumbstruck. Eva Delgado runs back upstairs, giggling and chanting, He's afraid of guns! He's afraid of guns! How does she know? You're suddenly overwhelmed with a sense of disorientation. I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll, but with a bonus die. Well, here we go. Ah, don't need it. I needed a 66 and I rolled a 34. I'm staying sane inside this membrane. Thank you very much. You sort of waver a moment on the threshold of the foyer and watch as if she is almost a vision. For just a moment, you're not sure that she even exists. But then her footfalls resound off the stairwell and you see her racing upstairs. She is indeed real. Is there anyone else like in the hallway with me that would have seen that happen, or was it just me and her? Uh, just you and her at this stage. You can hear that uh, Kevin is working in the uh, school shooting room off to the left, or you're pretty familiar with that. There are some uh, one or two volunteers outside uh, working on the in the tent that's uh, out uh, off the front porch. I'm going to pull out my phone and text Jack, strange things happening, heading up to the second floor, follow ASAP. And then I'm going to head into the house and up the stairs to follow Eva. You basically creep up the stairs and you see it uh, reaches the landing and then continues up a small riser and, and then moves into a hallway that makes a turn to the north. Can I tell where Eva went? She told me she hates you and doesn't want to see you anymore. Yeah, I heard that too. But she's my internet girlfriend. She's from Canada, right? (laughs) (laughs) You just don't understand. So you do see there is a door on the south wall of the corridor, uh, just as it turns. The door appears to be closed. I head over to that door and try and open it. Uh, You open up the door and you see an old bedroom and uh, Dawn Ellers is in here. You've met her previously. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, She was a friend to Kelly Landrum and she was the person who you questioned on her way home. She's just stacking some boxes. Looks like she just brought some stuff up maybe a little while ago and is arranging it. And she whirls around. She's like, oh, 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 it's you. What can I help you with? Hey, Don, um, I'm looking for someone who came up here not too long ago. Um, kind of tall, dark hair. Uh, I think her name was Eva. Oh, yeah, Eva. Yeah, she's she's up here someplace. Um, I thought I heard her running down the hallway. Okay. Are, are you helping her out? No, just uh, just looking for her. I thought uh, she she might be able to answer a few questions, but she ran off before I could uh, ask her. Okay. Well, uh, if I see her, I'll, I'll let her know. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Uh, so I'm going to head out and down the hallway to the next door. Uh, yeah, this, this opens up rather easily. It appears to be an old master bedroom. It is completely empty. There is a sort of open closet to the on the north wall. And uh, bay windows looking out 
uh, over the rest of the fields and uh, the land, essentially. I guess I should probably go make sure that she's not trying to play hide-and-go-seek in the closet. So I'm going to head in and check out the closet. Uh, it appears to be an old, musty closet used for storage. doesn't seem to be of any interest, really. I guess I'll just keep chugging down. I mean, she has to be in here somewhere. So I'm going to exit out of the master bedroom and head down and check on the next door because God damn it, she's in here somewhere. So you open up the door on the east wall directly across from the master bedroom and it appears to be in yet another bedroom. Uh, this, well, this one is not being used for storage or anything like that. It's just sort of a musty, dusty, There, there is still a bed in here that looks like it's wrought iron and has maybe a place to crash for some of the volunteers. Oh, now I know where I need to go if I want to take a nap. Nappy, nappy, nap. Ooh, nothing like a good nap, am I right? Uh, I'm going to continue down the hallway here. As you uh, round the bend, you see that the hallway continues along eastward and then ends. Uh, there is a door directly next to you on the north wall and then one down the hallway again on the north wall. I'm going to open the door closest to me and see where that goes. Well, this is the room that is directly above the kitchen. And as you might expect, it is a bathroom how refreshing a bathroom that has not been destroyed by roy hey man i do what i gotta do to get ahead in this world by destroying people's bathrooms uh okay i guess i will head down the hallway to the last door you open up the last door and it looks to be another bedroom pretty much like the last but uh, a few more boxes big boxes in it and the, in the ceiling you do see a trap door with a ladder basically hanging straight out from the uh ceiling leading up to the attic head over to the trap door for the attic is you said the ladder was already down it is yep Mm -hmm. okay i'm going to um climb far enough up the ladder to kind of just poke my head in to see if i can see anything and be like uh eva you uh you up here i just need to ask you a couple questions you climb up the uh ladder until your head basically pokes through the uh attic door doorway it is relatively dark up here there is a bare bulb illuminating the space and it is chock full of boxes and some mannequins. It looks like this was a storage for a lot of different stuff. You basically can only see a little bit of it from where you're at. Just a small little square of a very large space. Obviously, it goes throughout the entire length of the house. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden? What is this, Wally? Uh, oh, I needed a 58 and I rolled a 24. That is a hard success pretty rigid you do see that uh there in the dust there are some fingerprints that looks like somebody lifted themselves up into the attic and then uh some footfalls um, moving away from the trap door uh towards the south climb all the way up into the attic eva um i know you're up here you kind of left footprints in the dust not very good at hiding yourself look i just just want to ask you a couple questions okay it's, it's it i about your friend Kelly, and I'm going to um, pull out my phone, turn on the flashlight, and start following the footfalls. Uh, as you follow the footfalls, you see that uh, the attic is indeed quite large. There are just tons and tons of boxes stacked pretty high, like three high. Uh, looks like old moving boxes. You can see bits of uh, old clothing sticking out of it. There's like broken lamps, sort of trashed here and there as you're moving along and as soon as you mention the word kelly uh, you do hear uh, something shifting over in the southwest corner and a little bit of a giggle i'm going to pull up i'm going to use my phone or bring it back down text jack uh 
need help in the attic ASAP, please hurry. And I'm going to hit send. And then I'm going to pull my gun out and kind of hold it at ready with my phone in my other hand and start walking towards the giggle. So we'll go ahead and illuminate the rest of the attic for you as you make your way through the maze of boxes and dusty furniture. And the giggle is is actually coming from right here in the southwest corner. And uh, over in that area, you see a couple interesting things. There is a couple mannequins with their backs to you. They are the type that have pedestal for legs rather than actual legs. Fitting dummies, probably, yeah. And uh, there is a very large stand-up mirror. And there is a wooden rocking horse that is gently rocking back and forth. I'm going to shoot it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm taking the Roy approach. Take it down! <laughs> it has a gun in its hand! From behind the mirror, uh, you hear the giggle again. Um, it looks like just a bunch of boxes back there. Uh, I'm going to slowly head towards the giggle. Eva, Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. You win. Look, I, I just want to talk, okay? As you round the corner of the panel, you see that there's nobody there. What you do see among the boxes of cans of paint, there's a ladder up against that particular wall. You see old photographs of some kind. They are framed and stacked all in one particular box, basically on top of other boxes. You can see the Angerstein sigil on one of the tops of the frames of the photos. Tuck my gun back into its holster and head towards the frame that has the sigil on it. Pull it down. So as you reach up and go to pull the box down to retrieve the photographs, the box tilts and you hear this and broken glass spills out onto your face. Nice. On the box. I'm going to need you to roll a d6, and that's how many hit points you take. Da, 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 da. Four. You take four hit points to your face. So you immediately fall to the ground. Your arm outstretches, hitting the rocking horse, which rocks even faster. And now you notice through a sheen of blood cascading over your eyesight that... The rocking horse has a very wicked grin painted in red on its muzzle. Roll for surprise. Jack. Nope, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to hang out with this guy and smoke his cigarettes. You're standing in the woods looking at the young man's phone. You glance up from the photo of the window on the phone to see it matches the attic window of the Angerstein house. Only the smartphone picture has some digital distortion. Next to you, the young man fidgets and smokes a cigarette. Give it back, he practically mules. What are you, one of Weaver's Gestapo? What do you know about Weaver? Oh, that Nazi? Why do you call him a Nazi? Because that's what he is. He's trying to get all everybody in line, and he doesn't want anything going on around here. Well, I've had enough of it. What have you seen him do? When did you take this picture? Where were you tomorrow? I'm not answering any of your questions. I don't know who you are. And he smokes a cigarette, and he's just glowering at you. I'm with the FBI. We're investigating. Sure you are. I show him my badge. Oh, okay. Any information you can give us can help with this and save some other lives. What are you talking about? Information about what? About anything weird going on around here. Yeah, well, other than these haters opening up this stupid hell house. What is this a picture of? What's well, just my phone. It's just my phone. I'm just, you know, I, I like to take photos. Is your girlfriend a goer? <laughs> she knocked photos. Are you making fun of me? No, not at all. Do you mind if I send this photo to myself? 
Yes, I do. That's a, that's a violation of privacy. It is absolutely. I'm, that's why I'm asking. Just asking if you might. I'd like you, it back now, sir. If you don't, of if course. you don't have a sir, here's your phone. Shoot him in the face. Could I give you my card? And if you don't mind, please send me that picture. It could definitely help with our investigation of getting this place shut down. That'd be actually kind of nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your business card. Well, I do appreciate it. I give him my card. And as you give him your card. You notice that he has a peculiar smell about him. It smells a little bit like gasoline. It's dope. He's a pothead. I knew it. And he takes your card, sticks it in his uh, back jeans pocket, which are designer, by the way. Ooh. I should probably get going. Yeah, I just have one more quick question for you. What are you, Columbo? Yeah, I am. How the hell do you know that? I would like to bring you in as my informant, if you're interested. It does pay. I am not interested. I don't work for pigs. Well, I'm not a pig. I'm a sausage. It's pork either way, honey. Not the kind of pork that I like. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take a picture of you before I leave with my phone. And if anything happens here, I do smell the gasoline on you. I will be finding you. What? You heard me. I take out my phone. I take a picture of his face. What about him? And he points over your shoulder at the window. What about who? I turn around and look. And then you hear footfalls running away from behind you. You can run, but I can find you. And you see just a shape of him darting through the trees deeper into the forest. Nice. All right, I'm going to go get some coffee and head back to town. Way to fall for the <laughs> oldest trick in the book. Look at distraction. What? All right, I'm going to check my phone, make sure the picture took of his face. So I have it him. It did, but it's distorted for some reason. Ooh, I you like can't that. make up the features very clearly. Maybe okay. you shouldn't have rubbed Vaseline all over the camera lens before you tried to take uh, a picture. Well, I didn't rub it on the lens. It got on the lens by mistake. Soft focus is not that sexy. <laughs> I thought his phone was a Kleenex and kind of messed up the camera. <laughs> Gross. Roy, the barkeep of the dangling bullhorn is dialing his phone. Mitch Landrum is out cold at your feet, not even groaning after the wallop you gave his head on the bar rail. There's a purpling lump rising on his forehead, though. Shoot him. That's what, that, was what I, that was my plan. I'll shoot the phone out of his hand. How about that? <laughs> Go ahead and make a roll. Oh, God. Uh, you know it. You're going to kill the barkeep. You know that, right? Well, who cares? I have a 20 in firearms, so... Oh, my God. Oh, I got a 24. Spend the luck. I've got to spend the luck. Thank you. All right. So you, you needed a 20 or below, and you rolled a 24, so go ahead and spend four luck. Done. And your bullet manages to find the phone in his hand, and it shoots out, and he hits the deck immediately, and he disappears behind the bar. <laughs> See what happens, man? I was just trying to have a nice time, and you're going to call the cops? All, all you hear is uh, sort of a s- distant scrambling, and then the sound goes away. Well, that seems cleared up, so I'll go back to Mitchell Andrum. All right, he's out cold at your feet. I'll uh, poke him in the face a few times to see if I can get him up. He is out cold. Well. Might as well take his pants off. <laughs> you may have given him brain damage. I'll grab his wallet. You have his wallet? Okay, I'll go check behind the bar now. Behind the bar, it looks like uh, there's a shattered phone, and let, let's say maybe a, a bottle of Jack actually got knocked over to you and is spilled all over there and, and is pooling behind the bar. You gonna go lick it up, Roy? Nah. I'll go take from the non-shattered bottles and start drinking that. You take a couple swigs. I guess I'll leave now. <laughs> Good job. You accomplished a whole lot there. What am I supposed to do? They're all dead that were passed out. <laughs> you exit the bar and you hear uh, approaching sirens. Danny, you're uh, bleeding on the floor of the attic. Oh, how terrible. I'm ruining these pristine dust floors. It is a glass catastrophe. You're right. <laughs> I guess I will... 
pull out my phone and attempt to dial Jack because I know he's right outside. Ha ha, we're going to use the phone. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, your signal's not going through. Ha ha, we're not using the phone. <laughs> Uh, of course it's not. Some sort of weird digital distortion. But there is uh, blood droplets on your phone now. Oh, good to know. I'll have to clean them off later. Get up and attempt to navigate my way back out of the attic. As you make your way, uh, about halfway, sort of stumbling a little bit and wiping the blood from your eyes, uh, you do notice a movement towards the west end of the attic. You see something shift. It looks vaguely man size bigger than eva well then trying to think if i have anything on me i can use like a makeshift bandage even just to keep the blood from getting in my eyes eva put on some weight oh yeah it's all shadow weight oh i don't think i have anything i could do that with darn i need to start wearing really absorbent gauze ties from now on in case anything else happens (laughs) or just keep a cleric with you at all times or just don't dump glass on your face (laughs) hey look people have weird fetishes and you've never (laughs) i'm going to Pull my gun back out, hold it ready, and go, I am not in the mood for this right now. If there's someone hiding over there, you better show your face right now before I fucking decide to just put one in you, okay? I will bust a cap in yo ass. Ooh, it's a gun that's spooky. And as you point your gun towards the shape, it moves closer, and you see more details. It looks like a soldier. You can see the helmet and... Where the eyes would be are two glowing pinpricks. Just what I need right now, a couple of pricks. And it raises its gun at you. I'm going to need you to roll for sanity. Again? Uh-huh. Ha! I need a 66 and I rolled a 37. So you... Die. Barely keep hold of your gun, but you find yourself edging away from this figure that is advancing. I know how much you love to edge. Mm-hmm. I am so edgy right now, man. I guess I'm going to kind of keep my eye on it and start backing towards the the trap door in the attic as you back away about 20 feet so you're about 15 20 feet away from the attic door the shadowy figure advances toward you rushing and then disappears into thin air and as he advances toward you and you involuntarily step backwards you trip over a box And you're now laid splayed out flat on your back next to this box that's spilled out on the floor. And you see as your one hand is reaching towards the open trap door that the box contained looks like tools, modern day tools, but they have dried blood on them. Jack. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're checking if your messages, and you don't see any new messages. All right, phone. sounds good. Well, I'm just going to hang out in the woods, then. Go back today, and I want to hear what happens. <laughs> He's going to continue orchestrating his real-life performance of Into the Woods. <sighs> All right, I'm going to cut across the field and start heading back towards the house. I'm going to be uh, eyeballing that window up there. As you make your way out of the little glade where you met this young man, you're you're walking back towards the house a bit. And something glints and catches your eye from deeper in the forest. Ooh, piece of candy. Does it light up at the tip? Just the tip. <laughs> we get it, you vape forest. <laughs> vape forest, vape. Oh, I look towards the glint and see what I see. There's something over there that is partially covered by a tarp. Ooh, okay. But just a little bit has fallen away and you can see what looks to be like, looks like glass maybe. Okay, I'm going to head over that way. 
and I'm going to look really close as I go. It's not a 1953 seafoam green Chevy Corvette. I rolled a spot hidden. I needed a 70. I got a 12. That's an extreme hard success rigid. So you easily find this little stash, probably about 30, 40 yards from where you actually found the young man. And it is a couple crates that appear to have bottles of something in them. Okay. I'm going to pull the tarp back quickly. You pull it back and you easily recognize with all your training, these are Molotov cocktails. Okay. Filled with gasoline. All right. Here I was hoping for a liquid cocaine. I like the cocaine. It's a hell of a drug. Roy, you're standing outside the bar and you hear the approach of sirens. Eh, it was only a matter of time, if you want to be honest. It's going to walk off into the sunset. So as you stand there drinking the last of the uh, whiskey, up pulls Chief Weaver and Steve Ellis, and they pull out their guns, and or you drop to the ground. Um, is there a roll for pocket sand? <laughs> <laughs> pocket sand! Pocket sand! Yeah, I'll get it on the ground. I accept my fate. All right, so you lie on the ground, and Chief Weaver comes up. Well, look what you got in here, boy. You got into some big trouble. Oh, big trouble. You're going to need trouble. a little bit more than your FBI badge to protect you in this situation. And he slaps cuffs on you. Disrespect to your authority. Well, we'll see how you feel after spending a little night in our comfy little jail. I bet it is comfy. You got screen doors there? We got screen doors. We got rats. We got everything. Everything you could possibly need. Ha! Pranks on you. I like screen doors. That is uh, Roy's final word as he's being hauled into the uh, back of the police vehicle, escorted back to the jail. I'll uh, throw a fit in the cop car. And uh, as you do so, uh, Steve Ellis is dutifully uh, taking a video of it, and soon you are transported back to the jail. So let's cut back to Dan. It's my name. Don't wear it out. Before I get up and scramble down the ladder, I'm going to quickly snap a photo of the tools, just so I remember they were there, so I come back for them later and then i'm going to climb back down the attic trap door and head down the stairs and out the front door of the house you are met on the second floor by don ellers who notices that you're just covered in blood and she's like oh my god did it happen to you too you also tried to grab a box and got covered in glass oh my poor boy let's let's go downstairs i'll get you cleaned up Aww. And she escorts you downstairs, uh, guiding you out towards the front porch. And the tents out there is where they mostly have the stuff set up for first aid kit, that sort of thing. Jack, so you're standing next to a crate full of Molotov cocktails. Shoot them. Yeah, I'm going to shoot them. <laughs> I'm going to light one off and throw it. I'm going to shoot the phone out of there. Oh, wait. Um, I'm going to try to call Dan to let him know what I found out here. You get a busy signal. Shocker. It is a little weird. I'm going to take the tarp off. Open up the jars, smell it. I'm assuming they're jars, or are they bottles? They're, they're bottles. Okay. It's the whole rag in the nozzle thing. Okay, so I'm going to pull all the rags out and take them with me and leave the bottles. There, there's probably like 30 rags. Holy crap. Yeah, it looks like uh, whoever was planning to use this stuff was wanted, wanted to make sure that uh, they got the job done. Jeez. All right, I'm going to put the tarp down. I'm going to try to put up the sides a bit and pour all the gas into the into, onto the tarp. And hopefully let that evaporate until I can get somebody out here to get it cleaned up. Gotcha. Okay. You do so. I'm going to check my phone again and see if I can call uh, the sheriff to let him know what I found. Looks like you got no signal. I've got 8G. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you calling G? Behind the times, man, I got 24G. All right. I'm going to put my phone on airplane mode and fly to the police station. (laughs) (laughs) The rags I'm going to put in the middle of the gas. 
So they soak up. So they soak up the gas as Essentially, much as they you're can. making one big one bomb. big one <laughs> that you can't throw. Not with an attitude like that, you won't. And then I'm gonna keep looking at my phone as I'm walking back to. I'm gonna walk back to the house. All right, you make your way back to the house, and you see that poor little Danny is there, basically getting patched up by Dawn. Danny, what the hell happened to you? Long story short, I stuck my head in the door and was met by a girl named Eva who knew some stuff that I don't think she should have known. So I tried to follow her upstairs, ended up in the attic where I found a strange box full of photographs that had a weird symbol on them. So I went to pull the box down and it rained shattered glass all over my face. And this is what you might find interesting. On my way out, I was backed out of the attic by what looked like a, a shadow figure but it was it was like a, a military army soldier i could see a helmet and a gun and it was pointing and it was coming at me but before it got to me it just kind of went poof into thin air really and i tripped over a box filled with tools with blood on them all right uh we got to get a hold of the sheriff we need to get, we need to go through this place something's going on here i'm going to turn to don you said did it happen to you too well yeah i mean i it was it was just an accident i just cut myself it was no big deal but it seems like everybody around here gets something like that so everybody's had an incident of some kind where they've gotten hurt in this house well yeah i mean you know we are building things so it's bound to happen but i'm sorry your friend here uh, had that happen to him yeah it looks it looks pretty bad are you gonna be okay yeah i'll be fine so as i get patched up here might want to take you back up to the attic and we can take a second look around because it definitely needs a little more investigating i think that's a really good idea my phone for some reason's not working does anybody have a phone here that we could call the the sheriff in and let him know what's going on i found something out uh, on the wood line that i'd like him to take a look at oh sure and don pulls out her phone she's like i'm sorry i might i don't have a signal have you had that problem out here before a little bit here and there but not like this it's like almost like a complete blackout Hmm. I sent you a couple text messages. Did you get... I got nothing. I found a young man smoking a cigarette out on the wood lines. I had a little conversation with him. A, a, a young man? Mm-hmm. Who was it? I didn't get a name before he ran off. Oh, what did he look like? He was a skinny guy. He had designer jeans, a camera. Oh, that that's Brad. That's Brad. He's, uh... Oh, he's kind of a pest around here. He's not part of the church, and, you know... Okay. He's, uh... You know, he's going to hell, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't. Could you elaborate, please? Well, he's part of that group, you know, what do they call it? The LGBTQ. I don't, I don't even know what it is. Oh, you mean human beings? Sure. Thank you. So, yeah, he, he, he likes to hang around and make a nuisance of himself and march up and down the streets with what few friends he has. Do you know much about Brad? Like, would he do any harm to anybody? Brad? No, he's nothing. I mean, he's just like, he likes to protest and raise his voice and whatnot, but beyond that? Not violent. His type usually aren't. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't, but I'll take your word for it. All right. So tell me real quick, how was it that you got hurt working here? I was just running the bandsaw, and it nicked me a little bit. Who's Nick? I mean, they don't call her nine-fingered Dawn for nothing. It's going to happen. I mean, you know... Kevin uh, hit himself with a hammer, uh, you know. And, and then some fool ran through here the other day and got swapped by a floorboard. That was weird. Oh, yeah. I know that fool. So does it seem like a lot of weird things happen up in that attic? What do you mean weird? I don't really get up in the attic much. I saw something that didn't quite sit right with me. Like like what? Some sort of shadow figure thing that came at me. 
and I was trying to get out. I don't know. I mean, that might have just been the the blood dripping in my eyes, but I swear it looked like a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Well, um... Have you seen anything like that? N- no. You seen anything weird in this house? Absolutely not. I want to roll for insight to see if she's lying. I believe that would be called psychology? Yes. Oh. Do it, Matt. Can't hurt to try. I have 10, so this isn't going to go Can't well. hurt to try. Oh, I needed a 10 and I rolled a 44. Spend your luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically I could. I have the points, but I'm no. not going to do Yeah, that. she seems to be on the up and up. All right. Well, if anything comes up or anything weird else happens, please let us know. We're trying to get to the bottom of this. Make sure that you guys are safe and this will have a good opening for you. Well, that, that's why Chief Weaver's here. Where is he? He swings by every occasionally. Yeah. Oh, so he's not here. No, he's here in the town. He, he protects This us. isn't in the town. Well, no, but he's a nice church-going member. This isn't a church. Do, do you boys <laughs> go to church? I mean, I've been kind of busy lately with the the house. and. Yeah, you were at church this morning, weren't you, Danny? Oh, yeah, that's right. I did swing by to check out your guys' church. Very lovely service, by the way. Thank you, thank you. That was, It was very lovely. Yeah, I, I think I do remember seeing you as I walked out. I, I can't know, quite remember, but I'm glad you like it. It's it's very nice, and, you know, Pastor Weaver is a very nice gentleman. He takes good care of us. He attends to his flock. <laughs> well, I, I need to get back to work, so uh, please be careful. If you're going to go through the house, you know, let us know, and we'll get someone to go with you next time. Oh, yeah. All right. That sounds good, actually. You let me know when you're ready, Danny. I wouldn't mind taking a look at that attic. Maybe we can get... Uh... Uh, hit yourself in the face with a hammer guy to come up with us. I think Kevin Kevin might like to come up with us. Don't hit yourself. Don't hit yourself. I hit you down the hill. Let's uh, quickly go back to Roy, and we'll say that uh, you've been uh, safely ensconced in uh, the jail cell. All right, so we'll go ahead and leave you there in the jail cell uh, while we finish up with these guys. So, Jack, what's your uh, plan of action here? Uh, we're going to see if Kevin wants to escort us up to that attic. You walk into the uh, parlor, which is now the, sc- the school shooting room. Kevin is there. He's arranging some uh, props, like school desks and that sort of thing. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Oh, it's you. What do you want? Oh, everything okay? It's fine. What do you ask? Hey, you just you just seem to have a bad attitude. I just want to make sure that everything's okay around here. Look, I, I'm really busy right now. What do you want? I completely understand. Dawn said that she needed somebody to escort us up to the attic. Well, then maybe Dawn should do it. Uh, she's not available. We'd like you to go if you don't mind. It'll only take five minutes. I'm busy. I have to get this done. I can't spend time with you right now. I'm sorry. What is it you're working on? I'm assembling this room. I have to get it just perfectly so that when Ted Weaver comes by, he's got to be happy. You go to church? Occasionally. All right. I'm just curious. Just curious. Well, Danny, Kevin does not want to go up in the attic with us. I'm right here. You don't have to talk about me in the third no, person. No, I'm, I'm t- you just get about your work. Don't worry about us. All right, fine. He turns back to it. So let's go see if Dawn doesn't mind escorting us up. Okay, let me see. I remember where she was working last. Follow me, and I'm going to walk out of that room, uh, head upstairs and into the bedroom where we saw where I saw Dawn working last. Is this a ploy to get me in this bedroom? Oh, you know. Uh, it appears to be empty. I'm going to step back out in the hallway, and I'm going to yell down the hall. Hey, Dawn, you up here? There's no answer. Danny, yell down the stairs real quick. See if maybe we've missed her. Okay, I'm going to quickly head back down the stairs and peek my head back into the room and be like, Hey, Kevin, have you seen Dawn lately? No, God, what is up with you guys? Just shoot him. Work for Roy. Damn it, Roy, why are you in prison? I need someone to shoot Kevin. You have failed Go us. jump on that floorboard that keeps smacking people in the face. Poke my head outside and see if I can see her from the front porch. Uh, you poke your head out? Nope, looks like the uh, tents are empty now. 
Jack, you hear some knocking coming from the end of the hall. I know from all the songs. If a door's a knocking, you don't bother rocking. No, wait, how's that go? All right, I'm going to yell down the stairs. Danny, get up here. Let's go by ourselves. And you don't get any answer. All right, I'm going to get in my car and leave. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to go towards the sound. Okay, as you go, it gets louder and louder. It's coming from inside your head. The hallway to the east ends at a door that is actually still open. Okay. And that's where you hear the knocking sound. All right, so I'm going to just peek my head and go, Don, you in here? So you peek your head in, and this is the first time you've seen this particular room. Or the upstairs at all, really. Looks like an old bedroom that's been uh, used as storage. To the uh, southwest corner, you see a trap door leading up to the attic and a ladder leading up. The knocking appears to be coming from directly above in the attic. All right. Uh, I gotta go. Which way to the bathroom? I'm gonna walk up to the ladder. Okay, you walk up to the ladder and you peer up into a rectangle of blackness. Dawn, are you up there? What are you doing up there by yourself? You hear just a knock, knock, knock. Knocking on heaven's door? I don't want to go up. All right, I'm going to go up a little bit up the ladder and see if I can see her. Okay, you start to climb the ladder, looking up, and just as you reach the very top of the ladder, a body falls across the opening. And that's where we're going to end it. It's Roy. <gasps> Ooh, I'm sweating. What am I doing? I don't think I deserve to be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did shoot a phone out of a guy's hand. I didn't hit the guy. <laughs> that, but you did kind of take Mitch Landrum and his head onto a, onto a bar top. That probably was not the, the best idea. He was drunk and ragdolled. He wanted me to do it. Somebody's been watching a whole lot of Walking Tall. <laughs> he told me it'd be fun. Well, be that as it may, uh, we do need to launch into our recommendos for this week. Gabe, what do you got for us? So what I've settled on is a fellow podcast. It is called My Favorite Murder with Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. It is essentially two ladies who travel around and go to different places and they do most of them live and they just bring stories about their favorite murder generally from about the town that they're visiting they're both pretty funny the murders are always cool to hear about if you're into that sort of thing i will say there's like two things that i'm not huge fan of they take a while to get into the murders and also they do them live and i think they forget that they release the podcast as an audio podcast so like every few lines you'll be like can we get a picture up there but other than that, I, I I really like the murders, and those two are pretty funny, and murder's cool, man. So that's my <laughs> recommendation, my favorite murder. All right, uh, how about we do Matthew next? I have a lovely game called Observer. It's a... Uh, cyberpunk horror game. It's from Bloober Team, the guys who uh, who made Layers of Fear. This is their second game. Uh, and what it is, is you play a future cop named Dan Lazarski. It takes place in 2084. You are a special kind of cop known as an observer. You have special cybernetic augments that literally allow you to, to like plug into people's heads and see their and walk through their memories. And so you get a call from your son, whom you haven't seen in a long time, who you want to, you know, you had a falling out with. So you head over to where he was to to you know talk to him and you end up stumbling into something a lot deeper and a lot darker great soundtrack in terms of setting atmosphere is a really cool you know dystopian cyberpunk visual theme 
And there's some really, really great, like, mindfuck trippy moments in the game. All right. Uh, I'm going to launch into my recommendo for this week. It is a movie called Sweet, Sweet, Lonely Girl. It is a 2017 horror film directed by A.D. Calvo. Essentially, it follows the tale of a young lady who is in a broken home where her stepfather is leering at her while she's trying to get dressed. So she gets the opportunity to go care for her aunt, who lives across town, or I guess maybe in another town. Her aunt is sickly and just needs someone to uh, take care of her, bring her food on a regular basis. She likes the same thing every day. She likes sardines and a cup of very particular tea. It must be this imported variety. She will not come out of her room. So it's this sort of young girl wandering around this old creaky house where the aunt is upstairs with the the door closed all the time and all she can see is like shadows moving up underneath the uh, door frame then it becomes a uh, morality tale where she's given the opportunity of maybe taking a little bit of the money that is used to buy the groceries and buying cheaper stuff it's an homage to 70s films like the sentinel house of the devil was an 80s sort of retread if you ever saw rob zombie's lords of salem it's got that sort of vibe to it there is a certain charm to it as well so it's uh, reminiscent of the types of movies that were made before friday the 13th for instance so before all the gore there was more suspensey kind of supernatural stuff going on otherwise it's it's worth a watch i i enjoyed it uh it's not the best movie in the world but it does have a certain creep factor i really enjoyed the uh the sort of 70s feel to it so sweet sweet lonely girl check it out all right brian how about you buddy uh my recommendo is i zombie Seasons one through three are on Netflix. Basically, it's about Liv Moore, who was a doctor on the fast track to becoming really good doctor. And she becomes a zombie and starts working in the morgue so she can eat brains without feeling bad about killing people. And discovers that when she eats the brain of a victim, she takes on their personality and gets their memory flashes. So she starts to help solve crimes. It's graphic novel It's really well done. It's funny. It's a little silly. It's a little stupid at times, but they know what they're doing. They know it's they're playing on that. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Some good gore in it, and uh, I've laughed out loud several times. So, I zombie. That's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. Links to our recommendos can be found on our website. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anyone happens to know some strange device that can keep glass away from my face, let me know on Twitter, at TheRealWeirdKid. And if you want to post my bail, hit me up at, at LovecraftGabe. If anybody can please tell me how to get rid of the biggest Molotov cocktail I've ever made, please tell me on Twitter at BrianPodcasts. Alright, until next time, roll for sanity! The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.